0: One more clap offering, one more shout. Amen. Amen. How, how many of you, just by, just, by, you know, just by lifting a hand, would say, you know, there are some things in my life that it's time to change. Just hold your hand up if that's you. Let people look around the room because I just want them to know, okay, I got the right crowd. Okay. There are some things in life that it's time for some change. Okay. It's, you know, there are some things that need to change. There's some, thing, you know, all of us are, are dealing with stuff, you know, and all of us, there, there's chaos in the world. Come on, guys. You know, there's, just, there's chaos in the world. And, and the, the fact is, is that you have, to have a, you have to have an understanding that uh, chaos was kind of like created into the universe. Right? And you, and you have to understand that order does not occur randomly. Because God created chaos into the universe. Okay, so anytime you see order, it just simply means that force has been exercised over the chaos to bring the chaos into order. See, we know that because God created chaos into the environment, that, that order does not happen randomly. So that when we see order, we'll recognize that force has been exercised over the chaos to bring the chaos into order. So that when we see that force has been exercised over the chaos and the chaos has been brought into order, that we will begin to look to the source of the force that has been exercised over the chaos that has brought that chaos into order. Jesus put it this way. He said, in the world, there's going to be all kinds of tribulation." don't worry about that because in me, you've overcome all of that, okay? You know, you, you, you have authority. You have dominion. Jesus said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and subdue it. Talking about the world, subdue it. The word subdue means to lean into the chaos and by force bring it into order. That's your job. This is where you get to demonstrate Satan's defeat. See, all of us want great big victory, but we don't enjoy battle. Well, the deal is is that you can't have a big victory unless you're willing to engage in a big battle. You don't get big victories from little battles. You get big victory from big battles. So the size of your battle could be an indicator of the size of the victory that you should be celebrating. Because you're not fighting to get a victory, but you are fighting from the victory. That you have received. I can tell I'm in the right room because you're going, Well, I don't I don't know about that. I don't know. That we got to I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you need to change some things. I'm not wanting you to be more like me. I just want you to be less like you. Okay. We 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 want to be more like him. Right, and really, really, what we want is—is is we want uh, uh, to to have an increase of our understanding, right? If you continue in my word, you're going to know the truth. And the truth will make you free. It's, it's knowing something that at, at a level that, that we have. I like what David said all through, the, all through the Psalms, but especially in Psalms 119, which there's like a whole bunch of those verses there, right? And if you read it in the, in the Amplified Bible, over and over and over again, when he's talking about the word of God, he says, I hear it, I receive it, I love it, and I obey it. See, and, and, and it's like different, there's just, just some stages here. Okay, there's one thing about, about hearing. And, and, you know, when, when we hear, a lot of times we, we listen and call that hearing. But anybody who's had children knows that hearing and listening are radically different. Right? Because you know, you know that there's moments. Come on, parents. There are moments, there are moments when you're speaking to your children and they're doing this, but you know that they're not actually hearing you right? They're just doing whatever it can. You know, we just got to get this moment over with so we can get back to what we were doing. And, and a lot of times, that's how we are. Even in church, you know, I wish you could stand here and look this way. You know, is that ice cream machine ready? You know, hey, hey we, okay, but we got to hear it, right? We got to hear it. You know, I know people have been in church their entire life, and they've never heard a message that applied to them. They're always buying tapes, sending links to podcasts. You, you, should, you need this. Would it not be awesome? This is just a side trail thought, but would it not be awesome if we could trade our problems? You know, if I could just take yours and you could have mine. Because, you know, everybody I talk to, they know exactly how to fix everybody else's problems. They suck at their own. But, I mean, you know, they, everybody else is, you know, and we've had these things for 20 years, but why, why aren't we changing it? Well, maybe we need to change the way we change. And it starts with hearing. I'm telling you, it starts with hearing. Because, you know, next, you, you, he said, I hear your word, I, I receive it. You know, okay, what's that next? Why don't you start receiving it? Receive it. That, that literally means to take ownership of. If you, James said, if you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, and meekness is not timidity, it's a teachable spirit. It, 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 it's a willingness to, to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to, to hear, and then I'm going to receive it. Okay, God, you're talking to me. That, that word's for me. That, that word's for me. And, and uh, Because you know, even, even the way we approach the Bible, quite often we, we, we approach it so wrong. We, we look at it like it's a, it's a recording of things God has said. No, it's a recording of things he's saying. It's not what he said, it's what he's saying. Hebrews 4, 12, I think it is, it says that his word is alive and powerful. It's alive, man. That's the cool part about the word of God is that you, you'll, be, you, you know, you'll be meditating a verse today that's speaking something to you that last week was talking about a different area of your life and three months ago it was talking about something radically different, but it's the same verse. Right. And so, you know, we, we, we gotta, we, we gotta get, we gotta get this thing, man. This isn't, this isn't a storybook of things that happened. It's what's still happening. It's still happening. God, God's still jumping into the fiery furnace of affliction. The same God that got in with the Hebrew children is going to jump in with you. man. I'm telling you the same God that delivered the children of Israel, he's delivering you. It, it's still happening. So you, it, but you got to receive it. If you receive with meekness the ingratulate word of God, if you receive with a teachable spirit, man, you say, okay, I'm taking ownership of that. It has the power. See, where, where's the force to exercise over the chaos? It's in the word of God. I hear it. I receive it. I love it. How many of you know that when you enter into a relationship and love shows up, stuff starts changing? You live a little bit differently when love shows up. Huh? There's stuff that I'm doing today I would not be doing at all if it weren't for the fact that I love that woman. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'm just telling you what, I don't care who Michael Walton is. I wouldn't be shoveling horse poop if I didn't love that woman. Okay. They blessed Shelby with a horse. Oh, okay, you're coming out and helping. Yeah, let's see you out there on a rainy day mucking out stalls. Why are you doing it? Because I love her. You know, you get into a love relationship with the word of God, it'll change some things in your life. There's some stuff that you'd swear to God you'd never stop, but you'll quit. Why? Because all of a sudden you've gone to a different level, man. I've heard it, I received it, and now I'm loving it. Because what happens is obedience shows up. I I will hear, I receive, I love, and I obey. All of a sudden, man, I'm living a different lifestyle. Hello, somebody. I'm not talking about your cigarettes or your, you know. uh, No, I'm talking about you, 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 you start turning right when you normally would turn left. And that's huge because that causes you to end up at the destination that he declared at the beginning. See, because he declared the end at the beginning. Now, there's a way that seemeth right to you. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to you, but the end's all screwed up. Well, it seems to me. Well, it seems to me. You, you know the problem? The problem in the church is it, it, it always comes back to this, that we end up, we we always make it all about me. You know, it's just, it's and you know, it, we're we're so... I hate to say this word in church. Carnal. You hear what he called us, Ethel? (laughs) See, you might get mad, pack up, go home, call the neighbors. It doesn't change the reality. That, uh, you know what? We want stuff our way. I, I want it my way. I want it my way. I don't like it when the lights are dim. It's not about you. I don't like it when the music's loud. It's not about you. You know, I don't like it when you do this. It's not about you, man. It's about reaching the lost. Well, how are we supposed to grow? Well, you give thought and study to the truth that you hear. You embrace the word. You hear it, you receive it, you love it, and you obey it. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to grow. You're just going to grow. Well, yeah, but you should do more stuff for me. Why? You ain't never helped us do stuff for others. Well, uh, someday I'm going to give you a cotton candy message. I promise. We're going to do it on a potluck Sunday. Give you cotton candy message. You know what that is? That's hot air and sugar. Cotton candy. Today ain't today. Okay, look at your neighbor and tell them, this isn't that day. Okay. You, you, want to, you want to get this, you want to get this, because, you know what, you, there's chaos in your life. There's, I said there's chaos in your life. And you, and it's t- and you said, man, it's crazy, you know, because 90% of us had our hands up, and the other 10%, they're just nervous. You know, the reality is, is there's something in all of our lives, it's time for it to change. But we struggle with that, because we're wanting God to change stuff out there. And God's saying, no, what we need to change is stuff in here. Now, you know, Romans twelve two, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to change the way you think. Right? Why? Because if he can change the way you think, he can change the way you feel. If you think differently about your spouse, you'll begin to feel differently about your spouse. You. You, if you'd like to feel better physically, start thinking better. You know, because the way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel determines the choices that you make. Every choice that you make is based off of emotion. You're making choices. If God can change the way you think, he can change the way you feel, which will change the choices that you make, which in turn will try, change the actions that you perform. And if you perform those actions long enough, it's, now all of a sudden it becomes, he's changing your habits. Habit is simply something that you can do without thought. Now, now it's just what you do. But before it's a habit, you, you, you got you to gotta stay alert, don't you? You know, you're building a habit. You go, got to do that. Got to do that. You know, we, we got guys in the fight club that, that, you know, hey, they've got assignments. What are we doing? We're creating new habits. Well, I don't like the fact that they have to be told to do stuff. You're crazy. We all have to be told to do stuff. Man, it, it left to ourselves, to our, if Todd had not been raised by a good mother, he'd still be pooping his pants. Okay, but she told him stop doing that. Well, he didn't stop because he wanted to. He stopped because she told him. And then it created a habit. Somebody say thank you, Jesus, especially if you're sitting anywhere near Todd. You know, thank God that, that okay, we've got a new habit, and that habit that habit defines our character, and the character you have ties you to an end result. Man, the, your character ties you to it. You, you can't sustain uh, 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 an environment of order and peace unless you have a character that'll lean into the chaos and, and, and by force bring it into order. Matthew eleven twelve. from the days of John the Baptist, even until right now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by Force. Well, yeah, but God's big, and he's in charge, and and if he wants there to be peace, he'll just make peace. No, he put you in authority. He gave you dominion. He told you, subdue it. Subdue it. I don't know how to start. Be fruitful. Okay? Be fruitful. Let me just throw this at you. Okay, write this down because I, I didn't even mention this last night. This is kind of a cool setting. Uh, in, if you are fruitless, it's because you're rootless. You got to have roots if you want to enjoy fruits. Yeah, he said th- th- those who are planted in the house of God, they flourish. You, you know... uh, Man, this is radically different. Psalms 1. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man. He's not blessed because he doesn't walk in the counsel. He doesn't walk in the counsel because he's blessed. He's like a tree planted. See, if you're planted, you got some fruit why because you got some root well how did i get there well how did you get roots well you receive the seed you you receive the seed and the seed begins to produce roots so that you can have some fruits right why because you're blessed you're blessed you're blessed well, what does that mean? I got a new car or a bigger house or a lot of cash? No, that might be the that might be the byproduct of it. But that's not that's not how God blesses. See, it's called the law of first mention. If you want to know how God does a thing, you go to the first time that the thing was done, you look at it and then you follow it through the Bible, and if it begins to to you know to repeat itself, then that's how the thing works. Well, how does God bless? Well, you go to Genesis one twenty eight and it said that God put him in the garden and he said, Be fruitful, you know, uh, multiply You know, and and God blessed them and said, so how did God bless them? It's he spoke to them. His word is what positioned them to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. That's what the word blessed means is to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. How does God position you with his word? See, if you don't receive the word, you're not positioned to win. And a lot of times we're trying to win in areas of our life, but we ain't got no word. You can't win without the word. Even if you end up in a, in a room that feels like it's peaceful, you can't sustain it. Why? Because you ain't got no root. You can't have root without the seed, see? So you got you, you to receive the seed. And the sower sowed the seed, and the seed is the word of God. So you, you Come on now. You got to have the word of God. That's the seed. And the seed, the seed is what's going to help you get the root. And the root's going to be the thing that causes you to see the fruit. So you got to be fruitful. See, a lot of us, we just start multiplying. We just, well, okay, we're going to start multiplying. We start adding to our life. The problem is, is that if you're not fruitful, all you can multiply is your unfruitfulness. So you, you, you know what? You have to have the word. Yet look at somebody. tell them man, I am not glad you're here. You need this. Tell them that. We got to get this word in us. Hello somebody. See, because we, we, w- without it, without it, we're easily deceived. If you continue in my word, that's when you'll know the truth. But if you're not in the word, you don't know the truth. And when you don't know the truth, you don't know that you just got lied to. You don't know that you were deceived. If you knew the problem with the deceived person is they don't know they're deceived. Now, if you are deceived and you know you're deceived, you're not deceived. You're dumb. But if you don't know it, then you're deceived. Well, but that's okay because He sent the Spirit to us, who's gonna, who's the Spirit of Truth, right? He's gonna lead us and guide us into all truth. But but we have but we have to we have to get this thing because uh, you know we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves all kinds of stuff. You know, and we say that we believe certain things that we don't really believe. Now I can trick you. I'm not. I'm not asking this question, so don't respond to it like it's a question. Okay? I'm going to ask it like it's a question, but don't respond. Because if you responded, I'm still carnal enough, I'd mock you. I'm trying to grow. But if I ask the question, you raise your hand, I'm coming. Okay? It's like an open door, and there's a vacuum, and I get sucked through it. Okay? So don't respond to this. But if I ask this question, which I'm not, it's just an illustration, but if I asked it, and I said, how many of you believe this? Now, remember, I'm not asking this, so don't, don't respond. But if I, if, I, if I did it in a question form and I said, how many of you believe that reading the Bible is vital to, to your success on a daily basis? Everybody raise their hand. Why? Because that's what you do in church. You say, yes, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Wave a little hanky. But then if we ask the next question, how many of you read your Bible every day? The numbers, unless we lied, the numbers would be radically different. Why is that? Well, because you don't really believe that. You think it sounds good, sounds right, and I should probably align with that thinking. But an action is a manifestation of a belief system. See, It, it, it has to be followed, it has to be connected to action or you don't really believe it. I could, I, could, I could ask how many of you people tithe, and, and you know, there's always like 100%. But a, lot, but a lot of you don't really believe in tithing because you don't actually do it. He's talking about money. No, I'm talking about you. See, because it's time for some things to change. See, and you want to change things, but you don't want to Change. So you had to lie to yourself, I believe things are going to change. Well, not until you start acting different. Well, let, me, let me see. That's like just hanging out there. I heard it, but I'm not sure I want to receive it. Now, you need to receive this, that if you want things to change, you have to gear up to live different. See, you want to live what you believe, not believe what you do not live. You want to live what you believe, not try to believe what you're unwilling to live. Because it's an action. Every action is a manifestation of a belief system. So if you're ready for things to change and you know, you look around, man, something in this relationship needs to change. You be the agent. Okay? You be the agent. I got to get a word. Because words lead to thoughts, and thoughts lead to emotions. Emotions make my choices, and choices determine my... I'm going to have to get a different word. So i got to change my words if I want to change things. Oh, stay with me just another couple minutes. We, we're going to get this. I'm telling you, you have the ability and the power. I'm telling you that there's, there's revelation here today to change your life. To change every, every arena of life can be changed if you can embrace it. If you can hear it, you can wrap your brain around this reality. That uh, in order to change things, i got to start with the words in my life. Okay? Because here's what's crazy is that you might think that things are different than the words you speak. But the words you speak are the things that you're living. In Psalms... I'll give you that one right, like, like, a, like a big number, 145 something. You got that one? Yeah, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Now, okay, now leave that up there and look at that for a minute. Here's what I'm going to talk about. Here's David. This, this, this guy's got his act together. Now, he's got some issues, right? He, he's human, but, but he's he's kind of got, got some stuff together, and he makes this statement. Here's what I'm going to talk about. The, the glorious honor of your Majesty, dude. You rule. You rock. You're my God. Oh, and your wondrous works. The word "works" there, the word "works" is the Hebrew word "dabar." D a b a r. Dabar. 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 The word "dabar" means, obviously, it can be translated "works," or "things," or "words." Because works, words, and things are the same thing. So when we tell you, this will help you remember this, when we tell you you need to get into the word, you could actually, you could actually put it this way. We need to get into Debar. Some of you, this will be the only thing that you remember out of the whole service. <laughs> Pastor Tom told me to get to Debar. Debar. Okay, boy, that just took a dive, didn't it? Okay, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 3, 15. And, uh, you know, Samuel and Eli, uh, Samuel, you know, he had had that vision, and he lay till morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel feared to tell Eli the vision. And, and the next verse says that Eli called him, and, and, and he responded, here am I. And then uh, he said, what is the thing... The Lord hath said. See, when God's saying things, He's saying words. Things are words. And and He said, What is the thing the Lord hath said? And I'm telling you, don't hide it from me, because if you hide any word from me of all the words that He said unto you, I'm going to smack you on the head. He's saying, man, don't hide his word. Tell me the words that he gave you because the words he gave you are going to change the experience that you encounter. You need to understand that, 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 that his words, man, words are powerful. Words are everything. Okay. Mark 11, starting at verse 12. Mark 11, verse 12. On the morrow. Uh, when when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was, everybody say, Jesus was hungry. Okay. And seeing a fig tree far off, seeing, seeing a tree and it had leaves, he came expecting to pick fruit from the tree. And when he got there, the tree had leaves, but it had no figs. And, and, and it says, and Jesus answered and said unto it, okay, now wait a minute. Jesus is answering a tree. That's a little odd. Okay, think, just think about it. They, they got their caravan. I'm sure they got the line of donkeys. are going through there. And they're hearing Jesus talk to trees. And he's answering the tree. Well, wait a minute. What, how do you answer something that didn't say something? No, the tree did say something. The, the tree made a statement because from afar it had leaves. And a fig tree only has leaves when it has fruit. So it made a statement from afar, you'd see the leaves, and the statement was, I'm fruitful. But when Jesus got there and found out the tree was lying, he cursed it. You might not want to say I'm fruitful unless you can prove it. Just saying okay? And and his disciples heard it. Okay, they're a little bit weirded out. Drop down to 20. In the morning, as they are coming back by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And and Peter, he's on the back donkey. He texts up to Jesus, O-M-G. And Jesus texts back, L-O-L. I mean, on tomorrow, we're, we're talking about fast turnaround. And and Peter calling to remembrance, he said, dude, the tree which you cursed, it's withered away. I I can't believe it. He's seeing what Jesus said. And Jesus answered, said to him, well, all you got to do is have the God kind of faith. Have have faith in God. In the original text, it literally says, have the God kind of faith. Remember in Genesis, when, when God said, let there be light. And you read a little bit later, and God saw that it was good. And God said, and you read a little bit later, and God saw that it was And God said, and you read a little bit later, and God saw. And you keep going, and God said, and, and, and God saw. See, you and I, we, we, we have a tendency to say what we see. But God kind of faith sees what it said. See, a lot of us are using our words to describe what we see. And and then we get all freaked out because what we see, the thing we're complaining about, seems to grow. Well, that's, that's, that's because it's biblical. To him who have, has, shall more be given. And to him that has not, even what he has shall be taken away. So to him who has, shall more be given. So if you see it, and this is what I got, you're going to get more of it. Let's just read here for a minute. I'm telling you, this is what Jesus said. Whosoever... Shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thrown into the sea. And doesn't doubt in his heart. Doubt is the second thought. Just don't give it a second thought. But he believes those things which he saith. Look at what it says. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, it does not say you're going to have whatsoever you said. You, you, you got to you know, go home do a word study today. The word saith, what, it, it, it's a continuation it's a continuation. So really, it says this: that you shall have whatsoever you saith, and 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 saith why? Because words are seeds. And it's the nature of a seed to reproduce multiplied fruit. See, there's there's different people in the room that you can talk to that understand seeds and farming. And anytime you mix the seed, you sabotage the harvest. When you mix the seed, you sabotage the harvest. But if you will say it and say it, and say it and say it. And don't say something else. Just keep saying what you, what, okay. Jesus said, you know what I say? I say what I heard the father say. That's how, how did he get turn around in the morning? How come, how, how in the world? Well, he only said stuff he heard the father say. So you got to ask yourself, what am I saying? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could get like one of those little recorders and carry it in your pocket and it automatically came on when you talked. And then at the end of the day, you were forced to listen to what you've been saying. And saying, and saying, and saying, and saying, and saying. And You want to know what you'd find out? You'd find out that the environment that you live in is the fruit of the seed that you're saying, and saying, and saying, and saying, and saying. I don't know why that jerk of a husband mind mine won't change. Why don't you get your lazy self up off the couch? Give me that remote. I don't know how you ever keep a job. If you act the way at work, the, the way that you act around here. It's surprising that the whole company didn't going under. And they saith and saith and saith and saith and saith and saith. You know what's weird is that I come to church and I see people in church. And they they act like believers. Then I open up Facebook. And they saying and, saying and saying and saying and saying and saying and saying and saying. And you know, you might want to consider that what you say to a group of a hundred might not weigh the same as what you say to the world. As you take your seed and you put it out on to the whole world, let us pray. (laughs) It's time for some things to change. What are things? Words. Oh, it's time for your words to change. It's time for you to speak life, not death. Yeah, but I ain't seeing it. Right. You're saying what you see. And what we want to do is shift to where we see what we say. Kids are acting up. All my children shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. Look at the way that all my children will be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. So you have to have a force that is stronger than the chaos. So you receive the seed, which has the force to save your soul. You want to say what he said. What he, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that's proceeding is continuing. See, because God's word isn't, is, it didn't stop. It's still going. It's he's still saying. It's still saying. It's still saying. It's still saying. It's still saying. Still saying. And you got to line up with that and you, you got to get that word in you and you got to start saying what the Bible's saying so that you can begin to see what God said. All my prayers. People shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. Yeah, but there's chaos. All my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. Uh, I'm telling you, you start sowing that seed. That seed's going to begin to produce roots. And the roots are going to get down and you're going to find out that that's where the fruit starts showing up. Do you ask me any day? It's, you know, it's it, it's it's easy. It's easy on, on the on the good days. Isn't it easy to keep a great confession on the good days? You know, you go to work and they call you into the office. You're a little bit nervous, but you get into the office and, and they they lay it out on the table and they just doubled your pay. Thank you, Jesus. I knew God was going to bless me. Yeah, they they doubled your pay. They give you a new car. Here's the keys. It's yours. It's bonus. You go home to tell the wife she sent the kids away for the weekend. She's standing there in Victoria's Secret. Bless God. Okay. That's an easy day. And you get like three of those a year. Well, not the Victoria's Secret part. I mean, we give that all the time. You know what I'm saying. But on, on, on the tough day, on the tough days, on the tough days, what are you saying? What do you say? Well, I'm barely making it over here. You know, if you say that 3 times a year, great. But if that's you 3 times a week, you need to change what you're saying. Man, you need to start living what you believe. You need I said you need to start living what you believe. God is I'm telling you that he's called you to walk in victory. He's empowered you to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. When you get out of bed, there ought to be one thing on your mind. I'm going to humiliate hell today. Come on, somebody. Come on. You can change. You can change some things. I said you can change some things. You can change some things. Start looking at your kids and go, how you doing, blessing? (laughs) Look at your wife. Hey, hot stuff. You know, come on, change some things. I double-dog dare you to go this week and just change things. And every time you see something negative, just say something opposite. Just, Just do it. Just do it, man. Just do it. You know, I don't care what day of the week it is. I don't care what's going on. If you run into me and say, how you doing? What's my answer? Now, I know what old ladies say. Well, you ought to say handsome. Beautiful has nothing to do with looks. The word beautiful means extraordinary of its kind, marvelous in thought and speech. And I've been saying it and 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 saying it. And guess what? It doesn't make any difference what happens out here. In the world around, it doesn't make any difference. Guess what? I'm extraordinary in my kind. Marvelous thoughts. And when I look at you, I don't have bad thoughts. I don't think bad about you. We're leaving the church. I'll help you back. I don't want you to go anywhere, but I'm not going to think bad about you. Why? I'm doing beautiful. I'm doing beautiful. Marvelous in thought and speech. Marvelous! I'm not. I'm not going to speak bad about you. I'm not going to speak evil about you. Why? marvelous in thought and speech. I'm not going to speak bad about situations. I'm not going to speak bad. Let let me tell you something. When when the Lord's thinking of you, and you're all jacked up, self, and you're all messed up, and you all those mistakes you've ever made. But He said the thoughts I have for you, they're for they're for good, not not evil. It's about peace. When I think about you, I'm thinking about God. God said, you know what? Why? Well, because He's going to see what He said. He ain't going to say what He sees. You know, when he, when, when he walked into the room and it was dark, he didn't say, wow, sure it's dark in here. He said, let there be light. And he saw what he said. You have the ability to change some things. It's, and you know what? S- some, some of us, we need to start right now. Oh, come on, somebody. Give him a shout. give him a pr- Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just, just before we pray, I just, I just want to share one little nugget with you. We'll raise our hand and say things need to change, but when things begin to change, we become irritable. No, nobody really, you know, the, the product of change is awesome. The process, King James, sucketh. So as you begin to change, just realize, you know what? Uh, can, can I just share with you, the, the environment of the house is changing oh, man, this is irritable. Yeah. It's called change. Change, according to the Bible, changes the way of life. If things aren't changing, they're dying. So yeah, things are going to change. Things are going to change. And so you, you have to be planted in order to be fruitful. Don't don't uproot. This is not the time you you know, if you you want to change in your relationships, don't change your spouse checking that one get me a new one you know it might not be the best time in the world to you know to, to make life changing decisions unless you have a word from god because without the word you might be thinking wrong see if you got the wrong word you're gonna have the wrong thought you have the wrong thought you're gonna have the wrong emotion you have the wrong emotion you're gonna feel wrong you, make, you feel wrong you're gonna make the wrong choice Make the wrong choice, you're going to end up performing the wrong action. Perform the wrong action. You're going to develop the wrong habits. You get the wrong habits. You're going to have the wrong character. You get the wrong character. You're going to end up at the wrong destination. But if you can get the right word, if you can have God word, then you're going to have godly thoughts. You have godly thoughts. You're going to have godly emotion. Have godly emotion. You're going to make godly choice. Make godly choice. Perform godly action. You get godly action. You're going to have godly character, godly habits. Godly habits going to produce godly character. Godly character is going to take you to the end that he declared at the beginning. And you're going to thank God when you get there. See, I, I want you to close your book and bow your head. And we're going to pray a prayer together before we leave. And today, if you're in this room, and, and, and the first thing that needs to change is your identity. You know, when you think about you, when you think about you, is it the mistakes? Is it the failures? Is it, the, is it, is it the, you know, the lack, the brokenness? Well, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's new. He's changed. He's changed. He's changed. Maybe, maybe it's time today. Maybe you've never done this. Maybe you've done it a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is today, your day to receive a fresh seed, to make a new change, to say, okay, from this point forward, from right at this, this is my, this is my new uh, starting block. This is my launching pad, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch into a new life with Christ. I'm going to make this prayer. We're all going to pray it. not going to call anybody out. Won't have you stand. But, but if you're in this room, and say, you know what, Pastor Tom, today is my day, and I'm making a, 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 a new beginning, a fresh start right here. And I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, I want to agree with you in prayer. Just hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They're all over the place. Okay, you can put them down. And I want to give you a second chance because some of you are sitting there wondering, I wonder if I should do that. Yes. So, so it's just a, just a submission and, and a surrender to God. Just hold your hand up and say, okay, this is my day. This is my day. That's awesome. It's awesome. Everybody in this room, pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more big shout, big praise.